Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. and welcome to the smut show i'm rachel and i'm neely and we have such a treat tonight we have laura pavlov with us laura is happily married to her college sweetheart we love that that's like a book mom to two amazing (laughs) kids who are now adulting which i mean i would love to say i am too a dog whispered one temperamental yorkie and one wild bernadoodle laura resides in las vegas nevada where she's living her own happily ever after She is best known for writing swoony, emotional stories with a side of angst and a dash of humor mixed in. A hopeless romantic at heart, Laura likes to take her characters on a journey that always leads to a happily ever after. Laura, we're so happy to have you here. Thanks for coming and chatting with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And I have to tell you, people went nuts when we and put a question box up about you. People were like, oh, my God. Like, they were so excited. So you have, I mean, you have a fan club. Absolutely. Wow, that is so sweet. And wow, thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. We so always like love we, that when we're like, we obviously love the authors that we choose to come on and like reach right. out to. But then it's always fun to see when like our, our people are like as right. excited about it as we are. So... And I had put a question box up a while ago, like asking like, oh, like who would you love to see come on the podcast? And you were such a, we already had you scheduled, but you were such a common answer. And I was like, that's so fun. Um, I love love how much everyone loves you. Well, that Um, is so nice to hear. And thank you. That's so kind. So as we said, we will usually start with our one in five star moments. Um, Rachel, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. So my one star. So sometimes I'm like, when we do our one and five star moments, I'm like, I think this is a good practice that we're like thinking about like our lows and our highs and all that. We do our one and five star, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know what was bad about my day. I don't know. I have to think about it. And so my one star, my one star was that I was, so I, I'm kind Uh of a, Okay, I don't like to put like gender stereotypes on like our roles in the home, but like I am definitely more of like the dad figure or like the typical like husband in that like I do not do very much around the house. Um, oh, and I am same like- though. Well, I do laundry, but Andrew does all the cooking and grocery shopping. Yeah, like, he does anything like, involving the kitchen. I don't yes, do the kitchen. Super inept and like in general. And I have so I turned was, on our stove before. We got our kitchen. We've had our house and our kitchen for three months. I have not turned on the stove one time. Wow. That, okay. That's very impressive. I'm a little bit better than that. <laughs> but I was doing the dishes uh, yesterday and I broke a wine glass. And I was like, I that's feel like worst. this is a sign to like not do the dishes anymore. Definitely. Yeah. I hate breaking glasses because like not only are you annoyed that you've now broken a glass, but then you have to find like I have broken one in the dishwasher where you then have to like oh my search for the piece. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. I did break it in the sink, so at least it was all contained. And so oh, I could well, like that's better. Keep it, I mean, you know, I guess if you're like going to break ground. a glass. Oh no. That happened with Charlotte once. She knocked a plate off the counter and it shattered all over the ground and then you're in the kitchen and nobody has shoes on and you're trying to like wield this small human out of the kitchen you're like nobody touched the ground everybody out (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's my one star moment. And then my five star moment. And we've talked about um, like the importance of like representation and like body image and stuff uh, in the romance books that we read. So I'm like saying this with the caveat of like, I don't have a scale. I don't weigh myself like, but I have been moving my body more in the last like several months since I got my Peloton and Neely's like super big on the Peloton. And so Mm -hmm. this is like, I've been trying to do that. And my wedding rings, I put them on today and they fit and so I was like I posted on threads and I was like it is totally fine you can be body positive but also like be okay with Botox or like sure want to work out like it's yeah the two things can you can have both you can be very body positive but also want to better yourself and so I think that's great and yay for ring spinning I know so after I had kids that was really exciting for me. Um, yeah. I was really happy about it. Um, so my uh, one star moment is that I have a zit on my face and it's yeah. bugging me. And <laughs> um, it's very vain and I am aware of that, but I don't even like see it. it. I, I never break out. I have talked about this before. I was not somebody who got acne growing up. Like I'm very fortunate. I have like a 37 step skincare routine. I'm very, (laughs) no matter how much I drink, I will, I will wash my face. Like I'm very dope. You know, I'm like about it. And it's probably the fact you live somewhere hot. So I know you'll understand this. It's probably the fact that the heat index today was like 119 degrees here. And it's just so stupid hot that I'm just like sweating out of every like part of my body. Um, but, and I know it's vain, but I don't like having zits and my five star moment is, it doesn't show. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I'm more distracted by it than anyone else's. Um, Charlotte did notice it. How it always works. Charlotte looked me dead in the face and said, what's wrong with your face? So yeah, that keep us humble. Tits really keep you humble. You know, like Liam Liam is six and a half and asked me the other day if I have a baby in my tummy. And I was like, this is just what I look like. (laughs) So thank you. I've had yeah. two kids and um, that part of my stomach will just look like that forever, no matter yeah. how many crunches I do. Um, it's a great my- conversation though of like, hey, just FYI, it's okay that you ask mommy that, but we don't ask people that. I, we, <laughs> that's, that's, I will say like in my head, I was like, you little shit. But yeah. in my verbally, I was like, no, no more babies. Remember, Charlotte's our only baby, oh, but we don't yeah. ask people that. Um, yeah. He did go through a phase where if he knew somebody had a baby in their tummy, he would try to lift their shirt up to see it. Mm-hmm. So To see the baby. Yeah. Can't decide what's worse. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so my five-star moment is that school starts in 14 days. And I... But who's counting? I am because I need my kids to get the hell out of my house. Um, I need to be able to work. I need to be able to think. I need to be able to shower alone. Um, mm-hmm. I need. I just need. To, I need to be alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I just need to not be talked to every four seconds. And I stepped on a lot of Legos today, so I was a little bit ragey. We did have that conversation at dinner tonight about going back to school because obviously the, my girls are going back to school too. By the time this airs, they'll have been back to school. And <laughs> it's like be it'll be the end of September. I'm like, it won't be 200. It might actually still be. 200 it might. Well, it'll probably year. still be 200 degrees. But so the, we had the conversation tonight and I was like, you know, we're going to have to start like getting back into our routine and going to bed at a good time and all that. Right. And Lainey, my six-year-old, she was like, but when I wake up for school, I am very cranky. And I was like, girl, 
same. That is why, like, I don't like waking up in the morning. So we just have to live our lives like that. Charlotte <laughs> woke up at four needing to go potty. And, like, listen, I'm very happy that she's fully night trained and has been since she became potty trained. And she, this never happens. Like, she is usually like, we'll be fine all night. But I was like, I am like my worst self in the middle of the night. Like, if I think I'm yeah. just like the worst version of myself. <laughs> That is me at four in the morning. And I'm like, Andrea, yeah. get out. Like, you take yeah. her. Like, I'm like me. I am <laughs> yeah. not a nice Angry. wife or a nice no. mommy in the middle of the night. I'm like, yeah. figure it out. I'm also oh. kind of like, can you not just go by your, like, can you, can't you just go? Like, why do you need to wake me up? Like, just, just to just let like, you, you keep you updated, you know? Just, just keeping me on my toes. All right. All right, Laura. Tell us yours. Mm-hmm. Tell us your one. You guys know if, if there's like weird pauses, it keeps freezing on me when you're talking. Is that normal? It okay. Happens. So is, yeah. Do you have um, a bunch of, do you have a lot of tabs open on your computer? Always. Wait, should I close them? <laughs> is yeah. If there's a way that you can close them and like, that's not going to cause you stress. I just don't want to do anything that would to be mess good. this up. Also, if you okay, turn the Wi-Fi off on your phone, Sometimes no, that helps. I can do that. Okay, good. Because I'm like, for all I know, they're asking me something and I'm just staring and smiling and I don't want you to think I'm being <laughs> super yeah, weird. Fine. Okay, so we did, I closed the tabs. I um, turn off the wifi. And, I'll, and I'll edit this. Don't worry. Okay, so you see, yeah. I already blew it. You're fine because <laughs> now I'm better. Now I'm better and I write down the times that I need to edit and it's a lot good. easier for me. It was like, I didn't do that for a long time. No, I didn't do that for a long time. And I was finally like, I have to like do something because otherwise I'm just like, I know it happened, but when did it happen? Right. Right. Okay. Good. And so don't stress if there's a part where you're like, uh, you cut out and I didn't hear you. We don't repeat the question. Yeah. That's totally fine. See, it's still doing it. Okay. We're going to just hope for the best. Uh, Okay. Okay. So you want me to do my... Um, my one star, uh, would probably be, this is really embarrassing to admit, but I posted this book box giveaway today and someone had told me to do, I used to take everything, all the photos on the table. And she was like, no, you do it on the floor because you get a much better view. So I became so perfectiony with this box. And if you look at the photo, you're going to think it took me three minutes, but it took about 45 minutes and I was bent over for so <laughs> I'm long. definitely looking. It's like I just did an Orange Theory workout. I could not walk today. I was so incredibly <laughs> sore. So no, that was my one star. That I made totally me feel understand that. I was telling Rachel yesterday, I slept weird the other night and my back hurt for like two days. And I just like don't it's know what I did in the middle of the night. But like my back I was, was mortified. So that was definitely. This is a really good um, picture, by the way. I'm looking. So. Well, you did. It, it's not even that good. But I would turn. I didn't like the way the stickers were. I kept changing. So I was bent over for probably 45 minutes. And that makes you feel really old that, cause I kept going, what did I do? I didn't work. Like I always just do my power walk. I don't have a different routine. And I was like, Oh, I bent over for that photo. <laughs> so that would be a one star because that'll make you feel really <laughs> old, really quick. One night I recorded the podcast on my bed, like so I'm at a table right now, but I did it on my bed and I was like hunched over weird for two hours or however long. And I was like, I think I've like broken my back. Like it's, I think, yeah. I think you just reach an age where you just can't do that. And um, <laughs> I've also reached that age. You are so young. And I definitely made me feel like I was a hundred. I, like- I am almost 40 and I'm feeling it. 
in my soul <laughs> and I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your mother. So that will sh- tell you how old I am because like yeah. maybe like a teen mom, maybe a teen mom. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like at very most, at the very most. <laughs> Thank you. It's fine. Like what's funny to me though is like, so Liam is in kindergarten and, or it's funnier with Charlotte, like Charlotte is three and she has friends in her class whose moms are like 26. Okay. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're literally so young. Like you are, right. you are like an actual child. And right. it's really, it's the age of my kids. Right. And I can't even imagine. I'm like, you're like a, like, but like, it's like, wild to me when I'm talking to this girl and she's like oh I'm 26 and I'm like years old like like, 26 what (laughs) 20 like but also like at 26 I could not have had a child and then I realized I'm like oh her kid's three she had a child at 23 I could not have had a child right I was like I couldn't even make myself dinner I still can't but like yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't conned someone into making me dinner every night. Yet. Right. Yeah. You're like, I wasn't there yet. Like, I will like I literally live in fear of Andrew having to travel for work. Because I'm like, what do I do? Like, do, I, do I just have to like, oh, I just order takeout. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or like macaroni and cheese is oh, my kids like won't what happens. Eat my kids won't eat yeah. macaroni Oh, cheese. that's so sad. Okay. My kids won't eat kid food. It's rough. Yeah, that it's is rough. rough. Okay, no, Laura, no what's mac- your five star... My five star definitely would be um, getting to number six in the store with this release was super exciting. And yeah, um, yeah, girl. yeah that was amazing and unexpected. And um, so definitely still kind of on a high from that. As so you that's, should be. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. So just having it out in the world and, you know, one more out there. It always is just this relief once you, because you know, you plan it for so long and you're working on it. And then like that after release is like, okay. Yeah. I can't imagine what that like 48 hours must be like, like the day before, the day of. Just madness. Like just, just like emotionally and mentally, it must be just so draining because like, even if you've had successful releases, it's like, I'm sure every time you're like, what if this one's a flop or like, what if everyone hates it? And like, it must be, yeah. And I'm sure it's helpful too, like if you send arcs and things like that, because at least you get like a little bit of a feel that people don't. You're getting a feel for sure. I think, um, like I always thought when you, you know, with each one, it would get easier and it's actually gotten, it's the other, it's the other way around. It's, I would think, I would think it really? would get harder too, because like, it's like the first time you're just like, perfect. you don't know, you're just yeah. like, maybe someone will read it and then. Then you get like a following and you're like, shit, now there's people that have expectations. Right. And if they're excited about it and, you know, like no one sets out ever to want to disappoint anyone. So if you read, you know, if someone says they didn't love it, you just, you feel, you're like, oh gosh, I feel terrible. Like you want it to everyone to love it. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely this really vulnerable feeling. And it's like anything in life. You can have hundreds of positives, but one, you know, the one that's, it sits with you where you're like, oh, you know it. It's terrible. That self-doubt is easy. So so this release, I really made a conscious effort. Like I wasn't going to, I worked and um, wrote on release day. I'm like, I'm not going to let myself, because it is easy to start panicking, like ranks not adjusting Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is. Or I just was like, just have a normal day. And it was so much nicer. I went for a walk too. Like I, I tried to treat it more like a normal day and not, and it was great. But that's, yeah, that's very Do you manage smart. your Instagram or does someone else manage it? No, I do. 
Okay. Because yeah. I have one. I know that like some authors that we've had on don't like touch their social media basically. And I wonder which is easier. Cause like I'm somebody who like needs to be in control of all things. Right. <laughs> so, like yeah. I don't think I could ever let someone else manage my social media, but I can also kind of see the flip side of like, just not wanting to not read seeing, Yeah. So, not seeing negative like, things. The, the social media side is um, usually really nice. I mean, today I have two fake accounts. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, whenever you have a giveaway, like, you know, you, those, fake oh, accounts. I have oh. that happen too with my accounts. Um, just like, cause I do influencing full time and like anytime I do like a big giveaway, it'll, that happens. They do it. So that's like, so then your DMs get flooded with that and then release mm-hmm. or giveaways. But, um, most of the DMs are so sweet. Like usually it's, it's just more, um, like keeping up. I've always been able to keep up. And lately I, it just feels like, um, you know, it's been so busy. It's hard to keep up on everything. So I do have a friend that just started um, working with me. That's helping so much. And we used to teach together. And so she is taking a lot off my plate because it does, you so know, nice. half your day can be spent Good. doing admin and social media. Oh yeah. But the social media, I still do my own. Yeah. That's so yeah. fun. That was, this is totally off topic. I mean, that's not a question that we had for No, I was just curious. You can um, ask me. Nothing's off limits. Should we talk about recent reads? Yes. Okay. Neely, do you want to go or do you want me to go first? I will go. Um, So I read, it was a few weeks ago, but I read Line of Scrimmage by Erin McKenzie. Um, This is a debut book and I'm just really excited for her. We follow her. She's coming on the podcast. Um, Oh, she will have been on the podcast by the time, by the time you hear this, her book is out and, uh, or wait, no, I can't. No, I think it's next week. By the time you're listening to it, by the time you're listening to this, um, spoiler alert, her book comes out next week and she'll be on the podcast, but she's also just like a really delightful human, but the book was Mm -hmm. fantastic and I really loved it. Um, what's the name of it? Line of Scrimmage. Um, so it's a sports romance, obviously, which um, we love. We love a sports romance. Love I, yeah. I love sports romance and small town romance. Um, I just like don't need anything else. I just need those two things. I've yeah. talked before. I don't mind billionaire romances, but it's really not what does it for me. It's the sm- sports in the small town that. Yeah. But with the sports, though, and we've talked about this before, too, like with the sports, you get it's not necessarily billionaire, but you get the. Um, they're the, not like, billionaires. I mean, I mean, they're wealthy. They're not but billionaires, wealthy. but they're wealthy. And so they can right. do like whatever. I mean, we'll talk about on the show like here in a minute. Like more palate, like palatable when they're athletes. Then right. when they're like 25 year old oh, guys yeah. who happen to like run a billion dollar company. And I'm just like, I don't know something about it. Know. just I can't. Just- and they're always mean. Like, I feel like the billionaires are always mean and I don't love but when the guys people really mean. like that. I just they like don't. that. Like hard. But like I wouldn't be attracted to that. Now give me, give me a golden retriever from a small town. Like that's, I would, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am there i don't I know if there's it. something about like i we and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. like there's i i don't think i would uh, necessarily but you love a, a guy who's uh like grumpy to everybody or like has the exterior for everybody except, except her. her and then I you're like oh 
Like, okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I also read line of scrimmage was very good. I, uh, will also vouch for that. I'm excited to have Aaron on the podcast, but my recent read, and this is kind of, okay. So I know this is like a smut show podcast, but we talk about, I also like enjoy the subgenre of like romanticy. Um, so like fantasy with like a heavy romance plot line. So the my uh, recent read is the Bridge Kingdom, um, which I believe is a duology. Um, I haven't read the second book yet, but I'm going to. Um, it ends on like a huge cliffhanger, like big. I had that book stressed me out. It's like got really good romance plot line. It's enemies to lovers. It's like rival kingdoms. Um, and so I'm still like, never going to read it. But, mm-hmm. You're never going to read it. But <laughs> I don't think like, this is mm-hmm. not a Neely book, but it was really good. And I, I'm like, really, I need to I'm, I'll probably pick up the second book next because uh, we had a lot of books like for the podcast that needed to be read. So I just haven't read the second one yet. But we had a lot of I was like, we did, we had homework books. And now I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to go back to that and figure out what happens because it's very good. Great world building. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So Laura, what's a recent read that you I know, as an author, you are like deep in writing. So you're not reading as much. But what's something recent ish that you have read and loved? I am actually reading one right now. And a lot of times I'll read friends books um right before they come out mm-hmm. so my most recent ones the three last that i've read that were so good um i read candy steiner's latest meet your match which was mm-hmm. a sports loved that so much um willow future Astor- friend of the pod yeah huh. future She's friend of the pod candy steiner. i said future friend oh. of the pod candy steiner yeah. yeah she's amazing and um we write together a lot and i i just love her words i so i read that was a recent one that i really loved um willow astor has a small town series. And so someday loved that. And then the one I'm reading right now, which I got early, which I'm loving is Elizabeth O'Rourke's her new one that will be coming out soon. I'm so jealous. I loved her last book. So good. Yeah. I had like a, like a emotional journey through that book. It was so good. I mean, Yes. yes. Oh my I God. love that one. And I'm reading it. It was so good. That one was just, yeah, that one was, oh, uh, yeah, I love I her. Mean, it, She's just brilliant. Oh right? my God. I cannot wait to read it. I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah, I really it. loved that book. Rachel will never read it. Um, Rachel no, does not like sadness. Um, well, yeah. The summer we fell, it, like it's. I told her I was like, you cannot read this. Like, there's no. I know, and I like have such a hard time because you are like the. The third person that we've talked to recently that's been like, oh my gosh, the summer we fell was so good. And I'm like, oh, I know, it, I know that I would love it, like end up but loving it's just it. A, but I mean, it's a harder read. Like, I think like yeah. there's another one that I loved, and this is not new, but Lotus, I don't know if you've ever read it by Jennifer Hartman. Um, it's like oh, a very good book, but it's really like, like heavy. really hard, heavy, tough storyline. Um, and like, I tend to need to like sandwich a book like that with like two really fluffy books. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. like the book I read right before the summer we fell was the playlist by Morgan Elizabeth, which is like quite the contrast. Right. I mean, it right. was like, <laughs> like right. I'm happy. a mood reader. So I think, um, so am I. Like and the one that I'm reading now of Elizabeth's is 
she's really good at kind of taking like damaged people mm -hmm. and like bringing them together. And it's so beautiful, but yeah, there is that kind of um, heavy factor. This one is really great. And, but yeah, I'll do like, then I'll do like a rom-com or something mm -hmm. light, but um, sometimes I'm just in the mood to, I mean, Candy writes pretty angsty too. And Willow writes really emotional. Um, and then another one I read a lot is Marnie Man. And my favorites of hers are the really heavy. Yeah. like Those are I, definitely the ones that like stick with you. Like I, the, mm -hmm. those kinds of books will stick with you for a long time. I do agree. Um, I feel like a lot of, and this isn't, a lot of books, and this is usually ones that I don't enjoy as much, but like I... And I've told you about this, how like, I'll be like looking through TikTok and I'll be like, oh, that looks like a good book. And I go look it up and realize I've read it. And I just remembered nothing about it. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's like just not as much of a impact, I guess. But yeah, they've got to have some dimension. Huh. Yeah. The characters have to have dimension and they, yeah. you know, they yeah. do that when you, you, it's relatable to like the difficult mm -hmm. things that they go through and all that. Mm -hmm. So right. um, when you feel it, when you're reading it, like that's how it was last night when I was reading, like your heart just hurt you. You feel that what they're going through so much because it's written so well. Yeah. And it's something relatable that isn't outrageous. Like we've all felt at different times. So you have. Right. That yeah. yeah. I'm reading Shout Out by Avery Keelan right now. Yeah. It's not a billionaire. Um, but I love this one. Um, because her mom has been diagnosed with cancer and she's uh, it's not like it's not I, I say I'm sitting here being like, oh, I don't love heavy topics. And then I'm like, I'm loving this book where her mom's diagnosed with cancer. But I think right. it's not it's not as she does it. Avery does it really well in in that it's like heavy, but it's also you just kind of have to like keep going with your life mm -hmm. kind of thing and right. like figure it out. Um, Is there an but, HEA? Yes, all of her books yeah. are HEA. So as long as uh, I've read it. Yeah, no, Neely but. knows, so I can like text her and be like, "Oh my gosh, how I'm feeling about the how, mm -hmm. how what's it's what's good. gonna happen?" It's yeah. a really good epilogue too. We love in a good epilogue. We, we love, love we, are epilogue. we are epilogue whores on this podcast. We are epilogue like, whores. If an epilogue gives me like several years into the future and like tells me everything I need to know about these people, I'm like, bless you, because like right. I just want. I need to know that they're like settled and happy and have a beautiful life and that everything's right. good. And I need like probably like a little bonus dirty scene to go with it. But like, I especially yeah. need to know that they're okay. Right. I, I don't even it. need the dirty scene. I like enjoy it, but I more so want to know that they're just like happy and right. what happens to them and children. And, and yeah. Right. yeah, she's probably like, he's still like, she's like a nine months pregnant and he just like can't keep his hands off her. Like, I'm yeah. like, because that's, that's how I, I felt when I was pregnant. I was like, yeah. "Oh, same." My yeah. like, we two of my friends were heads. over yesterday, and we were talking about that about how like, <laughs> like being especially like being pregnant right after you have a baby, and I'm like, "Don't come near me." Right, like, I'm, I'm right. giving a vibe that I want you to, to be touched. Okay, um, I'm about to say this on the podcast. My husband listens, and he's going to be like, "Don't tell this to everybody," but like, whatever, it's fine. Um, so I, after Lainey was born, she was born super early, and so one of the like precautions that we had to take during uh, my second pregnancy is we were not allowed to have there was not allowed to be any penetration happening for and nine so, months. For night, for my oh, entire Andrew and I didn't pregnancy. have sex for either of my pregnancies because he was afraid he was gonna hurt the baby. And no. even though my, <laughs> even though my OB would tell him like it's fine, he was like, I like can't 
do it. That and wasn't was even like, our issue. Like we weren't even afraid. And like uh, you get, you get that second trimester, like horniness. And like, I'm just I like, I wasn't that. even allowed to like, okay, so we're recording this on national orgasm day. Um, like I wasn't even <laughs> allowed to have an orgasm. Like it was very sad. It was a very sad. Oh, that is sad. No, I did that. Yeah. I just didn't want to be touched by him or anyone. Yeah. I just wanted to be left alone. I felt, yeah. I also like, I hated being pregnant and I felt like physically and like sexually like not attractive. And so like, I just didn't want to be touched. They have a fancy name for it though. The doctors, they call it pelvic rest. So (laughs) that's what, that's what they'll tell you. They'll say you're on pelvic pelvic rest. Just like call it what it is. Okay. Just like, like you can't, you can't go. It's vagina therapy. Okay. (laughs) Or as my girl calls it, it's vagina therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Pagina. All right. Let's get into the interview. On that note, let's let's talk about you. Okay, so tell us, Laura, about yourself, uh, where you're from, how you got into writing, like what you what's your what origin brought you story. here today. Yeah, your villain origin story. <laughs> how far back do we want to go? No. Um where? I mean, we've been in Las Vegas for a long time. I was a teacher. I taught K through fifth grade for years, but the last decade I was in kindergarten. And um, so I was teaching reading. And then going home and writing at night. And I never, like, I didn't even think this would be possible. Just hadn't. But I had this dream, I mean, years ago. And this um, friend that I worked with, she was a school nurse, um, Kathleen Pathy, one of my best friends. We would, like, buddy read. And we went through, like, the whole twilight phase. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that. dream about this story. And she's like, well, type it for me. So it was kind of a great escape. My kids were younger. I was working full time. So I did it for fun. And then she loved it. And she's like, you should publish it. And so I did. It will be nowhere that you can find it now because I went ahead and published like a whole series that was terrible, not edited. I mean, that has since come down. It was more of a hobby. Like my friends and family all bought it. You know, I sell like 40, 50 copies. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, then I realized it was terrible. I took those down and I was like, I wonder if I could do it like for real, you know, try Mm -hmm. it. And I read a ton. So I just um, like started really working on it more and um, like just trying to educate myself on what all was involved. But when I released my first book that is still out now, one I didn't take down, I did it with a small press. um, And that kind of just gave me the confidence I think that I needed that thought it was good enough to publish. But I remember like when I released it, I didn't know what they were like, do you have a beta team? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I didn't know what an arc was. Like, I mean, I really had to learn um, everything. And so I left teaching four years ago and just was like, I'm going to, you know, put my head down and really just try to learn as much as I can. And it has been, you know, an amazing journey and so fun. But yeah, I really started with knowing nothing. I think I had like an Instagram with 200 people, most being like kindergarten parents that followed me. And (laughs) I wish I had taken like, I was too scared to start over with an author one because I was like, I'll have zero. But I wish because I do have my, my TikTok's a little different from my Instagram because I always think of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that, you know, there's some, some parents on there that, so, um, yeah, it's amazing. Four years and just um, have met amazing people. And and I think I just published, I I do, I think it was number 26 that I just published. I was going to say, you, oh we'll get to this question, like I said, but like you write so many books and like, I, yeah, I need to understand it. 
(laughs) We're actually going to have, and just to plug our Patreon really quickly, where we will have a bonus episode with Laura uh, on our Patreon. And we're going to talk more about how she cranks these books out because it is crazy. But anyway, so how... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. How does your family feel about like what were, what, how old were your kids? Only four years ago. So your kids are like in their 20s. How did they feel about mom writing like spicy romance novels? Your yeah. husband seems super supportive. Your husband is so like, he is so cute on your Instagram. He just seems like such a supportive husband. He's hilarious. Like when he goes to signings, I mean, I've had people when we, we did Wild and Windy. Um, I think three people asked me like to come around the table and take a picture of them with him. I'm like, cause he's, he's just got this huge personality. <laughs> he tells everyone that he's on the covers. I'm like, so we have been together for, I mean, we met in college. We've been married for 30 years and together for 33. And he and both Chase and Hannah are like so supportive and happy for That's me. And so sweet. They don't read it. And I'm okay. fine. <laughs> um, Hannah just started she is reading Always Mine right now. And I was like, oh, it's a little steamy. Do, her, um, do their friends read it? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I love I'm that. Like, I don't want to talk about it. So Chase's <laughs> friends, you know, remember, <laughs> so I've taught a lot of their friends when they were in like kindergarten and first grade. And That's now they're so the, funny. And they love it. So they always say like, they call my books Fifty Shades of Greg because that's his name. <laughs> So they're like, ooh, but they don't, a lot of like Chase's guy friends um, don't read it. They like to open the book and find the steamy scenes. I mean, sure. I relate. I'm like, we all do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh gosh. So they'll, they read that, but no, every, they all like for love in Vegas that is in October, like all their friends come and like, they're so, (gasps) they cheer. So sweet though. That is super yeah, they're sweet. really one of them last year. My husband um, paid one of them to take his shirt off for one minute for 20 bucks and stand behind me. And I was like, sweetie, put your shirt on. He's <laughs> like, I have to wait 30 more seconds. But all these people came over, they were like, have them all take it off. I'm like, it's my son. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> they stayed dressed, thankfully. But no, they're so supportive and. Um, yeah, they just went, we went to rare London and like they were there with me, which was so nice. And so, yeah, very, very supportive. Same with my siblings. I have five siblings and you know, not everyone, most don't read it, but they're supportive. So. Oh my gosh, you're like a Reynolds family. I love it so much. Yeah. So I love the Honey Mountain series. What gave you the idea? I mean, I know that you have like several of like the small town series. What kind of took you to that direction? Um, Honey Mountain, it was kind of based on um, my husband. I love Lake Tahoe. We live in Nevada. We lived in Reno for years and I went to school in Incline Village for a while. I I just love Lake Tahoe. And so I was like, I want to do like a small town like that. That's, you know, got four seasons and the lake. And I just... So the town was kind of inspired by our love for that lake. And then um, I have three sisters and I just thought like five sisters would be fun to write and the really different personalities because we, there's four of us, but, and then two boys, but. um, Rachel and I both like sibling book series. We love love when you get to visit, like each book is, we love that. It's like one of our favorites. And they come in and like in this series, the and in both, I think I did the family group text like we have an ongoing family group text at all times with siblings so they get crazy yeah. and then you have the side texts and so I felt <laughs> like 
siblings, I can write pretty well because I lived it. And, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, I just kind of thought of the area and then, and then the Reynolds, I was like, I'm going to do their cousins, but add brothers and yeah. I love it That's so awesome. much. Who's been your um, favorite book couple to write? I know that's probably like picking a favorite child. But. It is. It, it's so hard. So usually it's kind of like who you're writing at the moment you're really attached mm-hmm. to. Yeah. But honestly, like it's all of them for different reasons because like enemies to lovers is so you get, it's fun because you laugh and you're, you know, it's this witty banter going back and forth and friends to lovers is sweet. So brother's best friend, I lo- you know, oh. like the different. Tropes attached brother's to best it, friend yeah. is like brother's best friend and then like childhood friends or childhood second ch- childhood like anything to lovers right. is like my absolute fa- it is yeah. my favorite to read i just there's something about when two people have that lifelong history it's together yeah. there's just something about it that just like yeah. it's always I just love writing so that sweet that. and so the one that is now in editing is um, before the sunset, which is Finn's story. Cause you have to write ahead, you know, with, to do the audio simultaneous release and that you just want to be thinking of it. Like I just finished that one and I was so attached to them, but it was their history. Mm-hmm. You know, they, can't their, wait. their moms were best friends. So yeah. since, you know, they were born, they have like been best friends, but with that comes that like fear. You don't want to ruin it because yes. But it's but the angst is so good. There's just there's something about everything that goes into that is just so good. Rachel will tell you. I just it's my favorite. I think feral for it. I do. And it's funny because I used to really think that Enemies to Lovers was like my favorite thing to read. And I do like reading it because I do Mm -hmm, like the banter. But I just really like there's just something about a friends to lovers or a childhood friends with lovers that I just think is so sweet. Uh, and I think with both of them like typically uh, I mean it depends on how the enemies to lovers is done but I do really love an enemies to lovers where like they've been enemies for a long time Mm -hmm. and so they like know a a lot about each other and then it comes together and then lovers really only works if they've like been enemies yeah like new enemies to lovers I'm like no I need like longer of you being an enemy I need like more reason to hate each other um yeah I don't mind it the other way like I love um a not so meet cute by Megan Quinn and it's like kind of enemies to lovers and they don't know each other that long and I love you know the forced proximity of it forced proximity is another one any yeah. any trope, but like make them have to be together for any reason they're and together one bed Give them one bed. One bed, um, one a car broken down, must stay at this yeah. hotel. There's one room, there's one bed. Figure one bed. it out. Yeah. Figure right. it out. They're gonna bone. So good. So um <laughs> Or they don't, and then it's like ah, Or they okay. don't, and then they're like gonna in the car because they were like, Yeah, we made right. it all night. We did I our love best. That yeah. tension, like that build up. Right. Yeah, or like I'm gonna sleep on the floor and it's like no, no, you're not. No, you're first of all, first of all, nobody is ever sleeping on a hotel room floor. That j- is gross. Like nobody wait, doing Lincoln it. sleeps on the hotel room floor in uh, Neely hasn't read on the shore yet. I haven't but... read it yet. <laughs> he does. Spoily. He, he does. He does sleep on the hotel He's on room. A blanket. Floor. Okay, yeah, that's different. I'm talking about like on the carpet. Okay. No, like I well, she was also she was there was like some sick taking care of okay but like, I live yeah. I am married to a man who travels with a black light. Okay. I have no. seen things like no. 
y'all don't even want to know. I can't un I can't un I can't unsee it. <laughs> what I'm seeing. Gosh, and now he's ruined all hotel. Like I don't care how fancy the hotel is, he's ruined it for me because I've seen it with a black light now. So it just all very sad for you. Yeah, that okay. Yeah. So it's you can't pick a favorite couple and that's fine. But what's been what do you think? So pick a favorite mo- book. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what's <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to ask. Uh, what has been your most difficult book to write, do you think? Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's so funny because they're not quick. Like, I mean, well, it seems like I write them quick, but they take a few weeks. So it, sometimes it has nothing to do with the story. It could be your life. Like if you have a mm-hmm. parent that's sick when you're writing a yeah. book, that it's a tough time for you to stay on track. I've never had a couple that was that I didn't love, like that was a struggle to write because I would just change course. Like I would yeah. change the story if I didn't like it. But there have been times where like, you know, you're, you have something going on in your family or that it was more of a struggle, like to stay focused and yeah. to get it done. And, and what I've really learned is like, so I'm avoiding that question again. I'm so sorry. That sounds like I am because no. I can't think of one. So I had, I would say claimed um, for Willow Springs, sometimes a last one in a series Mm-hmm. It'd be emotionally hard because you're coming to an end or a first in a new series, like kind of finding your footing with them. Well, because yeah. I'm sure with the last one in a series, it's like you want to, you want people to be, feel like complete with it. And like, you yeah. want to wrap it up in a way that people are like happy. Like right. it's almost like a TV show ending where it's like, yeah. you don't want to have it go on for so long that people are like, oh, ended already. But you, yeah. like, you want to leave on a high. Right. Yes. You do feel pressure. Like I'm writing Cage's book right now, book five. And, you know, a lot of people, I felt that with Dylan's and Honey Mountain, people were really excited for that. So you, you're like, gosh, I hope it lives up to that. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, different things that make books more difficult where you're, you're overthinking it. But most of the time I'm like, it just kind of flows and you go with it. Yeah. But I've learned like, make sure you don't have a ton of interruptions because that can really throw me off. Like if we have something where, you know, I learned it, it took some time to kind of figure it out. Like don't plan a family trip in the middle of writing a book because you, <laughs> you're, you know, like you come back and then you're not really, you got to reread and start over. Yeah. So I've learned to set that time apart and make it a priority. Um, and that just took time and, and kind of learning wh- how, what works best for me. Sometimes you can't avoid it, you know, like a family right. emergency comes up and you, so claimed was a little tricky for me because they did not go with what I had planned for them in that book. They kept trying to get back, to, like I would plan them to knock it along and it would somehow I'd start writing and they would come back together and that. So when I finally was like, you know what, I'm not going to overthink it and I'm going to let if the story changes. And once I did that, it's gotten easier for me not to over plan it, like yeah. see where it goes, plan certain things and then. So, but honestly, there hasn't been one that was super painful. There's some that are written easier, like um, Under the Stars, for some reason, was just a super easy book to write. It kind of wrote mm-hmm. itself. It, I wrote it faster than expected. It was just one of those books that, for whatever reason, it just was an easy one. But not to say the others are difficult. They're, that's just more of the normal process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, you do Brothers Best Friends so, so well. Is it a trope? Is it, I mean, we kind of just talked about that. Is that one of your favorites to read? So it's so funny. I kind of, so my son is 20 months older than my daughter. So they're only one school grade apart. So they were in, you know, high school for three years together. And 
I have really lived the brother's best friend because my son oh. has this. He mm. loves his sister so much, even though they do fight. But he has made it clear, like, none of his friends are allowed to talk to his sister, which the minute you do that, it makes all of your friends want to talk to your sister, you know, like Absolutely. it makes that forbidden. So there have been like, like in high school, friends would like plot things to, they would set it up with her where they would go live on, like there'd be an announcement on Facebook, like I'm in a relationship with Hannah Pavlov and he would like lose his mind, but it was a joke, but it That's has, so been, funny. <laughs> he is so protective of her and it drives her crazy, you know, like yeah. they're one year apart. And even now, like, it's just known none of his friends can his sister. So that's an easy one for me to write because, and people get, sometimes, you know, you'll get comments like the brother, I mean, he's nothing like you've seen in like into the tide. There's none of that because she hasn't dated any of his friends before. Yet. Yeah. But, um, yes. <laughs> but you, you definitely see that like it is real because I think for a brother, when you have friends, you you've known him so long and people do change, but you're, you know, like, that's not okay for, you know, you're very protective yeah. of your sister. And so it's a definitely a super fun one for me to write is the yeah. brother's puppy. I feel like Liam will be a senior when Charlotte's a freshman in high school. And I like, am curious what that's going to be like. Yeah. Just I feel like it's gotten more polarizing. Like uh-huh. the brother's best friend, I feel like used to be like, a, a hit, like everybody loved it. But now people are starting to be like, wait, brothers aren't allowed to like say like, you know, like, let me live my no. life. I hate that though. Like I'm kind of as like feminist and like F the patriarchy as I am. I still 100%. want the brother to like protect. Like I'm still like very, when I read books, yeah. I'm like, no, I like the little sis and like, uh, what, yeah. what did we just read where that was, it was done and dusted that we both just read where it was like oh, very yeah. prevalent yeah. of that. Oh, it's so cute. We were it both in our, good. I mean, I'm I never out of my cowboy era. era. I'm never, yeah. I'm never not in my kids. Cowboy, small town sports. I'm, I'm always in those eras. Um, right. I'm like Taylor. I, the eras tour, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, sorry, my husband is coming in and out and it's distracting. You're like, go But I do, like, I do, I really love, like, I, I think it might, maybe it's different. I don't know. I have, I have a younger brother. And so there was never like, it wasn't the same dynamic. Um, but like, I remember I used to have friends who were like, oh, your brother's so cute. And I'd be like, um, no. That's gross. Uh, no, no, you can't do that. And he's only two years younger, so it's not like he was like we had a big age gap or anything. Like it was, right. it was very normal for them to be like, "Oh, there's this cute." Like when we, I was a senior, I'd be like, "Oh, he's a cute sophomore, or whatever." And I'd be like, "No, no, you right. can't do that." But like, so I, I get think, it. I think of yeah. like just like the dynamic on my street where like Liam has like two of his best friends that live like just a few doors down, and like Charlotte's best friend lives across the street, and I'm like, right. "Oh my god!" Like, what is that going to be like in ten years when like? Right. And it does change. And I think it's, you know, like um, the few people that'll, you know, like with Into the Tide and her brother was over the top, but he had his reasons. But I think like in that, it wasn't her who had the problem. Like as a woman, Mm -hmm. she was like, it's none of my brother's business. It was the best friend, like a loyalty thing. And being afraid too. like, I think it's the same with friends to lovers. When you have that thing, when you have a history with someone or say it's your best friend's little sister. You can't go there unless you know this is it. Because yeah, because then you're going to mess up the friendship. Because right. like he's not right. going to choose you over his sibling. Like, yeah. Right. So it's a tricky, so you have to be sure. And I think a lot of times when you're writing romance, 
if they've never had that before, they don't know if they're capable. There's always that fear, like a, a reformed playboy. Like, what if I, sure. I do mess up and this isn't the person you can, you know. I love a so, reformed playboy too. Yeah, we love a reformed so playboy. We did, um, yeah. we did a tropes, like a bracket on our Instagram stories of like a tropes showdown. We had done a book boyfriends one that got like really, people got angry. Um, like we had to like give a, we were like, guys, like we're not, we're not picking like, this we is are, your we are not picking this. We're yeah, just like, you guys are voting. <laughs> um, no, I did vote on them, but every time I voted, that didn't. Every trope I voted for got like booted out. I was like, I'm yeah. sorry. Wait, what tropes won? I'm so curious because I love Sports to know what romance tropes won. And then we kind of were like, mm, we shouldn't have done that as a trope because it's more of a genre. So yeah. okay. we kind of fucked it up. But, um, but we did. But then the other one was Brother's Best Friend, which like but then our, our top four. So we had the sports and the brother's best friend were the final two. And then our top four, uh, like rounding out the top four was reformed playboy and fake dating. Um, oh, I love fake. Da- and and this book I four know. is a friends to lovers fake dating. And I love writing fake dating because it's such a gray area. Like, yes, they're you can do so much for- with that. You can do so it's- much with it. So, and then you're all of a sudden like, well, we, everyone thinks we are. So if we cross the line, but then it, um, but then you have to go back and say like we weren't really together, and everyone's like, "But you're in love with her. We see it. We know you. It's know. not fake anymore. It hasn't been fake for a yes. long time." Like we're going to talk more about Finn's episode or Finn's episode. Finn's episode. We're Finn, doing like, episode. I'm, it's a Finn podcast now. It's a Finn podcast. I'm writing down all because I love book. these. Oh my we gosh, four were my, um, are my favorite. I know they really turned out like. But there really was good, one so. that got booted really early on that like surprised. Oh, it was enemies to lovers. It was enemies to lovers. We texted Rachel and I at the beginning. Yeah, we were, were like, like, it's going to be enemies, enemies to lovers. lovers will win, and it didn't. And it was it like one of the yeah. first ones voted out. And we were like, oh, like I was oh, shocked okay. that like fake preg or like accidental accidental pregnancy. pregnancy so far, yeah. so I was like, you can really fuck that up. Like if you yeah, don't do right well, if it's if done well, it's great. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about On the Shore, um, your most recent book. So as of this um, podcast recording, I don't think you have – the, the ne- when's your next release? Um, I love – I have to look at my board. September 21st. Okay, oh, so your so next it, book will be releasing like really shortly after this. But It'll be releasing in two this, days. <laughs> yeah, it'll be releasing in two days. You should go read it. But as of this recording, oh, On the Shore you. is your most – recent release and um it's small town sports which like two Take of my, my two favorite, favorite things, things i know so what was kind of you do a lot of small towns we already know that what was kind of your inspiration um behind i loved um uh is it gracie the the girls the little girl's yeah. name and she's like bring some links like i love bring so what was your inspiration behind this book okay that is so funny because when i picked that I was real proud of myself when Gracie said that because that hadn't been, I hadn't even thought of it. His name yeah. was Lincoln and hers was Brinkley. But then I was like, Brinks and Links. That's so cute. That is so cute. Um, super cute. I knew I wanted to do a football romance. We're a big football house. So I wanted to write a quarterback and um, I wanted her to be like this strong. And I loved the idea of like a sports reporter and mm-hmm. quarterback. And um, so uh, that kind of, you know, I knew, so I lay out the series before I do it. So I know I, I knew I was going to have five siblings. So I kind of mm-hmm. decide like tropes and I start yeah. kind of deciding what, you know, it's going to be. So I heard that one was really, I knew I wanted to write that um, couple and people sometimes get your, you know, they'll say they're not written in order, like you going first. It's just the way I see it. So like, yeah, yeah. 
you know, the way the order that you see them falling um, is is just kind of what's how it I see it in my head kind of and do people think yeah. you should go in age order sometimes or they'll be like why is cage last and to be honest when you come up with it I mean I know single dads people they love single dads but you don't always know who people are gonna like like it's kind yeah. of yeah he's a grumpy single dad you hope that they like all of them but I then- listen I'm gonna always like a grumpy single dad always yeah. there's I literally no did you ever did you read Heartless by Elsie Silver Yes, I love Elsie, and I yeah. love Heartless. We love Daddy Cage. We love Daddy Cage. Yeah, he's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were so good together. I loved that book. I love that whole series. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I just kind of lay it out, and then I have this board where I kind of keep track of, like, what tropes I've done so that you're not overlapping too much and what conflicts, because once you start getting more and more books it's easy to, you know, do that. Like my mom reads all my, she's a beta reader for me. She, she likes, but she has been like, wait, you, this happened before. I'm like, it did. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I plagiarized myself. So (laughs) I got the board and I like color code it by trope so that I, and like, because sometimes you'll just- Are you in Enneagram 3? Have you done the Enneagram test? That's that's very Enneagram 3 behavior. Because I did two. Yeah, I think I am a three. I was I'm like, that's I'm an Enneagram three. And it's like a very three behavior. I'm like, yeah. oh, listen, give me a color coding and a label maker. And I'm never oh, going to I love a label maker. I have it. Either you're an Enneagram three or a former kindergarten teacher or both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, let yeah. me do a craft. Like, yeah. give me a craft. <laughs> I'm like yeah. not crafty. Or I say I'm not crafty, but I'm like, I'm actually pretty crafty for somebody who's not crafty. I, love, I think I'm it's the teacher. Crafty. I think it's like, I think any former teacher is like, I can make something out of it. Like I can do something yeah. with this material. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And so you figured, so I, I bought these giant boards and just started so that I wouldn't like buy trope and conflict. So I lay it out. So I know it's going to be five books and then I know what trope it's going to be. I know what they do, what their profession is. I know what the conflict is, but I don't always know how we're going to get there. Um, but that kind of helps me, you know, so, so I knew who they were and then that's kind of where the story takes off. And I, like I, a lot of plotting I'll do, you know, on a walk for some reason that like I listen to music and then I just start to see, you know, what the five siblings are like and what their dynamic is. Yeah. I'm a big I loved walker, Brinkley. So yeah. Neely's yeah. like, I have yeah. lots of inspiration on my walks. I loved Brinkley because she, um, has like such a desire to be taken seriously. Yeah. Right. And to be, um, she is a very strong female character. And right. I definitely thought like when you were like, when I was reading it, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's going to be something that like comes out in the article or like something like that's where I thought it was going. And right. so I love that that's not the turn that it took. Um, right. cause that's kind of what I was expecting, but why was it important for you to include a, a strong female character in Brinkley and that like she wanted to have her own career and didn't want to be like uh totally dependent on Lincoln's fame and all of that right that's just how I saw her like I really and I think that is common and I think it is easy to um get lost in in a partner that's Mm -hmm. especially in that type of situation like that's why I think it's so hard for you know actors, professional athletes, you know, to have a, a, gen, a relationship because their career. So I knew like, 
he's the, you know, top quarterback in the league. So, and I loved that he really celebrated her profession. Like it wasn't about who makes money because when you, you know, when you make that kind of money, it's not always, it's not about that. Like sure she could do nothing and he would happily take care of her. But I think he was attracted to her that she wasn't like that. And she had her own dreams. And I loved that he respected that. And yeah, we shared that. We love a supportive partner. Yeah. I love a partner. And I try to always put that in because you know, I have one, I live with one mm-hmm. and I'm supportive of him. And as and- a mother too, and I'm sure it's in the back of her, like as a mother, you want that for your daughter. Like you yes. want, yeah. and you want your son to be that. Cause like as a mom right. of a boy and a girl, it's like, I, you know, want my son to always be supportive of his future partners, you know, dreams. And I want my daughter to have her, like, I don't want her to ever be in a yeah. situation where she's just like dependent on someone else to take right. care yeah. of her. Um, I feel like too, it's just like, Growing up in the time that I grew up, like it was very, like it was like a state, like an, a stage of life where I felt like a lot of moms were stay at home. Nothing wrong with that. We right. love stay at home mom. We're right. supportive of all things. But like my mom and I have had this conversation because my mom started her own business like much later in life and like after two marriages and like became very independent and just like about how like she was never raised to be independent. Like she like Mm -hmm. had parents who took care of her and then she was supposed to get married, do these things. And I just feel like it's like that line in the Barbie movie. The one you were saying, like the standing behind. It's like the mom stands still so that like when the daughters look back, they see how far they've come. And I just loved that. And I feel like, yeah, we do, we do that. We set that up now for our kids. All three of us have daughters and like it's just you want to see that and so I love that you write what you want what you have for yourself but then also like what you'd want for your daughter and we've talked about that a lot I was raised same like you know I never thought I could do what I'm doing right now it just wouldn't have been something I would have had the confidence to do or believed I was capable I wasn't ever told by like an English teacher you should be a writer yeah yeah so I'm lucky I have a spouse that like when I took an interest in it was like go for it like he really encouraged me to leave, mm. to quit my job and try it and I was afraid to do that and I'm so different like seeing my daughter in her 20s like chase her dreams and um I love that and I think yeah you know and and part of that, which we'll talk about in the the bonus, but I I started this career really late in life. You know, I mm-hmm. was in my fifties, and so I knew like you're going to have to put your head down and work really hard because I don't have a I'm not going to have a I hardly doubt I'm going to be like in my eighties writing. You know, see me romance. You, you never know. You Maybe. don't know. You never know. Listen, but I was like, I'm late. just curious, and somebody will have to Google it. How old is Danielle Steele and how many books has she written? Not saying your books are like hers. I'm just saying as an example of somebody yeah. who's written so many. sub-bajillion, but I have to look up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, have up and I can't remember. She has a ton of kids too. I started so late, so I kind of knew like I'm going to have to. Girlfriend is 75 years old and looks phenomenal. Yeah, she's just, gorgeous. <laughs> I need to know yeah. her skincare regimen. And yeah. Especially when we're done recording. Yeah. Maybe that will be on the bonus. Tell us your skincare. Because you yeah, look like incredible. Um, but, but truly, I feel like I feel like strong female care. Like I feel like we're seeing a lot more of it now than we mm-hmm. did maybe five to seven years ago. We're seeing a lot yeah. more of women who, while they know that the guy can take care of them, like they want something for themselves. And I just think it's so important to include in books. Right. I love nothing it. Nothing wrong, books. but also nothing wrong if you want to let your husband take care of you 
we're supportive of all things. I stayed Listen. home for eight years when my kids were young. And I'll tell you, I, I never worked harder. Like it was such yes. a... I said that to a friend today who brought her kids over. She's like, you know, but I don't work. I'm like, oh, no, no. No, Being a mom do. is work. Yeah. So much work. Being a stay-at-home parent is work. Being a yeah. work. Like, and especially in the last few years, and this is kind of a tangent with the pandemic, where so many of us are work-from-home parents. Right. Yeah. And you're just doing, like... My husband and I both work from home. He was never, never worked from home pre-pandemic and now he's completely remote and I work for myself. But like, I mean, we were in an 11 week old and a three year old and we were both just trying to work. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I frequently say, and I even said you were, just, I do not know how people stay at home with their kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Full time. And like, I, I don't know because it's just, I'm not built for that. Like yeah. I'm not, it's a level of work that I was just not made for. <laughs> <laughs> like I just wasn't. It's too yeah. much. It's too yeah, much. It's, it's too hot. And I have friends that do it so well. And I'm like so in awe of them because like, I'm like kudos. literally like my best friend. She stays at home. She has three kids. And like she's just like the craftiest, most fun, like always doing stuff with her kids, mom. And I'm like, I'm literally just trying to get to 5 p.m. every day. Right. <laughs> we all have our strengths. We all like, yeah. have our strengths. Yeah. Okay. We have a couple of listener questions. Okay. Um, so first qu- listener question we have is who's your favorite uh, male main – oh, we kind of talked about this, but who's your favorite male main character and female main character from Mountain Springs? Um, from Honey Mountain? Yeah, I think, she Mountain meant, I, think she, I think she meant I Honey Mountain. I think she meant Willow Springs too. Willow Springs. But Honey oh. Mountain is – It was a combo. Um, she was comboing. Gosh, You're like, you know that's what? a great name for my next small test. No, I'm like, I like combining them. Um, <laughs> it's so hard because I really do love all of them for different reasons. Like, um, maybe I could say that I love like Nico's past and how he kind of like grew into this man because he loved her so much. Like, and I loved, I loved how he was with his niece and his sister. Um, and like Hawk, I loved because he just loved her so much. Like, so it's weird because when you're writing, like, I love like you know an alpha, and then I love a cinnamon roll, and yeah. Gosh, so, and I love Jace was such a good single dad. <laughs> like, like I them. just love so, all of them. I don't know that I could pick honestly, but I I love them all for different reasons, and I love that I get to write different characters. You know. Yeah. So somebody wanted to know what is next after Cottonwood Cove. So in On the Shore, you meet Romeo, um, Lincoln's brother, and he is going to be book one of the Magnolia Falls series um, for next year. And um, that is available now for pre-order, Loving Romeo. Um, And that is my first, I've been dying to write a boxer romance. Yeah. That's like one athlete I have not yet read. So I am excited. Yeah, Um, I just trying to write that, so. And somebody wants to know if there would ever be a next gen Honey Mountain series or if we would get a fast forward to know about all the babies. So you will. And this is where I kind of am unsure how to handle it. So like when I ended the Willow Spring series, we went way in the future. Like we saw their kids grown and we want that. <laughs> That's the kind of love we like. <laughs> I brought Honey Mountain to um I interconnected it with Cottonwood Cove. Mm-hmm. Then I interconnected Cottonwood Cove to the new series. Yeah. So I don't know how to go in the future. I have to figure that out. Um, to Like to go in the future is usually so final where the next series is taking place. Like those characters will still be in that yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to end it, but there will 
be an, an overall ending for all, but it's hard because like, like someone wrote me today and they're like, you know, you gave Nico and Vivi a third baby in this book, but what was the sex of the second? And it's like, you know, I've got this Bible. I'm like, uh, here's my family tree that I have. You don't want well, to keep seen that. Some authors, um, I think it's Avery Keelan, who's like simultaneously writing next gen series about a like yeah. while writing a current gen. And I'm like, and she posted like a straight up like chart. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, bless you. It because be to do it while you're doing it because you're in it. It's hard to yeah. leave that series and then remember, I'm like, wait, what? Then you have to go back. So yeah. It just opened you up a little bit to mess mm-hmm. up. Like, I don't want to make a mistake because you have to look back at five books and make sure that you have yeah. all your dates right. People get pretty, yeah. it always scares me to go back and do that because I'm like, oh gosh, if I make a mistake or, um, but I would love to, cause it is fun to kind of show, give that closure. And yeah, I don't know. Until- like the, I, I just recently got into like a next gen thing. I kind of, I never really have gotten into that before. And there is something that's fun about. Right. Yeah, about seeing them. And, and I think it's why we love an epilogue, right? And it's the same right. kind of thing. Is like you love to see that like, okay, well, And if you're really attached and- to a series, then it's right. kind of fun because you're like, oh, like we're we're not really going back, but we're kind of going yeah. back and we're getting some right. people. See, like, right. Yeah. Um, so I think that is fun. Yeah. So I, I will say, it. so a question that we always, always end with, with every author or guest we have is, what is a have to read book that you always recommend to people? Oh, like a favorite book I've read. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the first one that comes to mind, and it's when we kind of like talked about it will damage you is when ashes fall by Marnie Mann was just a book that for whatever reason, and she has since become a good friend. I, she's the first author I had emailed. I read it and it just like destroyed me, but in the best way and stayed with me and, Mm -hmm. um, reaching out to her. And it was before I started writing full time. And then she was really helpful to me and, I just love her and I love her books, but that book for whatever reason, you know, some books just, I don't know the reason for it. It just, I kept wanting it to be like trying to, it was very suspenseful and heavy. So it isn't a book you could read. It's not a light read, but it was a fabulous read and she's a brilliant writer. And then true love story is the other one I recommend by Willow Astor that just, I loved it so much. And it was like the first book I loved her before I met her because I had read it Mm -hmm. and then ended up meeting her at a book signing and just being like in awe of her. And then we ended up becoming great friends and co-writing, which was such a circle thing. But I, those two books are two books that just really stayed with me. Um, But then there's so many, like recently blindside by candy steiner was a fabulous fake dating like it was did you guys read been that trying one? to get i, I haven't, haven't read, I haven't read zone so we're having yeah. by the time this this airs we will have um had candy steiner on so by the time this airs i will have read her books yeah okay. mark my words i mean her they're all fabulous but blindside was one that was just such a good fake dating it stayed with me like i loved them it was done so well so it depends, like, you know, different and like the summer we fell would be one I would recommend yeah. to anyone now too. So different, but the two that I said first were from years ago that really mm-hmm. um that stuck with you. Stayed with me, yeah. Have you yeah. read it just came out this summer? So if you haven't read it, definitely add it. Um it is why can I never think of it? What's oh my god, what is wrong with me? Who is it? Annabelle Monaghan. Um Oh, um not the summer we fell, is that right? 
No, it's uh, same time next summer. Same time next summer. Yeah. Sorry. It's so good. That has stayed with me. I mean, this was like a solid six or seven books ago for me. And is it heavy? No, no. Um, I mean, well, no. Okay, neither. Um, it's not heavy. It's it's not heavy, but it's not light. I mean, like it's it's just good. Like I just loved it, and it had some lines in it that just like have stuck with me. Yes. Yeah. Like one of them, I literally like, I, we were talking about this last night. I don't highlight a lot in books, but like I highlighted that line and like saved it and took a screenshot in my phone. And I just like, well, loved like it. sent it to everybody. Um, it just says that you're the chocolate fucking cake. Like there, it, it's more than that. But like, I feel like if I say too much, it'll give it away. But it's like, he's basically trying to tell her how good she is and how important yeah. she is. And he's like, I love that. it's like when what was, it was either in a book or some movie or something that I watched or read where they're like, you're the pink starburst. Oh. Like you're to not me, the it's orange. like the line and setting yeah. up, which it won't give anything away, but he's like, you're not hard to get. You're hard to earn. And I was like, oh. yeah, that shit will fuck it's you up. Like, certain lines can just yeah. like, like sometimes when you're writing, I'll be like, oh, I like that. Or, um, But it, that's the thing with reading. It's so subjective. Like what might stand out to you might Call be something you, for some yeah. reason that really like it's something you relate to or, mm-hmm. you know. On a yeah. similar topic, and Rachel, I don't know if you caught this. There's a line in Unravel Me by Becca Mack where he says, keep her name out of your fucking mouth. And I texted Ooh. Becca and I was like, <laughs> okay, Will Smith. Um, that's what Wilson, and she said, she said, she was like, I heard that. And she's like, I had to put it in the book. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally from, because that stuck yeah. with me. And I was like, Becca, bravo. <laughs> like that was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. We love that. Uh, I, yeah. Made Just me laugh. like. Okay, so the next thing that we do to kind of wrap up our episodes, we do a rapid fire this or that. So we're going to give you four this or that scenarios just off the top of your head. First, what's your first choice? Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, small town or sports romance? Small town. All right, Honey Mountain or Cottonwood Cove? You have to pick. Cottonwood Cove. Cottonwood Cove. Okay. Okay. All right, glass of wine on the couch or martinis out with girlfriends? glass of wine on the couch I love them same but there's just something about getting drunk at home that just hits different yeah (laughs) Um, dating a pro quarterback or an up-and-coming movie star quarterback same okay big football family here too Uh, by the way oh I meant to ask you what y'all's team is the Raiders okay so we were diehard 49er fans but then the Raiders came here Mm-hmm. So we just got our box in the mail. Like they send the nicest. It's like the music, but we love the Raiders now. But we we do love the 49ers. And Jimmy G is our quarterback this year, and we mm-hmm. love him from the court. So yeah, we're we're big football. Well, I mean, my husband's into it, but yeah. Well, we live, live in Cowboy Land. We here. live in Cowboys yeah. World. So we are and I know Cowboys and 49ers, it's a it's a vibe. But yeah, um, I've grown up right. here, my family when I was born, had season tickets to the Cowboys. So we are, you know, this is our year, as every year. Sorry. We definitely know way more about – I'm a big college sports fan, so I love college football. I am a big college like, football fan, too. We college definitely – my college team is TCU. Mine is oh, okay. They're yeah. rivals, which is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But, um, but it's so much more fun. I feel like it's so much more fun to cheer for college. But I think we've had we've had a lot of hockey romance authors on the podcast, and we are both like we know nothing about hockey. No, and it's we have so a football. We like, do. We know about football. We do. I love a football romance, but it's we've talked about this. Hockey is almost like exotic to us because yeah. we live in Texas, and we're like, while well, we do have a professional hockey team that's like pretty good. Um, I just like just don't. won the Stanley Cup, so like we we are diehard. Like oh yeah, Vegas yeah. never had sports teams, and now we have the Golden Knights. And we you know we got the Raiders. Yes. So the Golden Knights, you know, for them to win was so exciting in this. Not need a basketball yeah. team. California has too many. They need to give you some like a basketball team. There's just like a yeah, lot. We, we're getting baseball, but yeah. So we. I am yeah, not I a baseball love- person, and nothing's ever going to make. I will become a baseball yeah. person whenever our baseball team is like in the playoffs. And I'm like, great, go Rangers. Um, go until Rangers. then, I yeah. literally don't care because it's too hot. I don't care if the new stadium is enclosed. It's too hot to go to a sporting event. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's too it hot is in the summer. too hot. I don't know how people do that for fun. I'm like, I don't know what's fun about baseball other than the food and alcohol. The but, food, right? Yeah. The hot dogs and that, it, right? It's yeah. the hot dogs That's and the beer. That's what's fun about but, um, Okay. Yeah, so another sure. thing we do is we like to read a review of the week that somebody left about the podcast. Um, and if we read your oh. review and you DM us, uh, we'll send you a happy meal because, you know, it's fun. Um, but yeah. Rachel, do you want to read it? Yeah. Okay. So our review of the week this week's from Apple Podcasts. It says, I came across this show after I saw they interviewed Hannah Bonham Young and I loved the interview so much, which like also saying that was a great interview. Um, I love the dynamic of the show and all the questions asked. If you love romance books and talking about them, this is perfect for you. And that is from S likes to read. So if that is you, send us a DM. We I will send you, you some happy mail. Me trying to read that. I was like, likes to read. I, there's something oh, wrong with it. Took me a minute. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. Um, so Laura, <laughs> this is to a, read. Thanks to read. It's it's fine. It reminds me of one night Andrew was reading Liam a book when he was a baby, and Andrew's gonna kill me for putting this in here, but he doesn't listen anyway. But um, <laughs> but he was reading a book, and it was one of those Sandra Boyt- Boynton board books, uh-huh, and it has yeah. the word rhinoceros in it, and he called it a rhinosaurus, and I <laughs> died. And what I'm telling you. Shut our eyes. Where you're like, you're like, you're like asleep, and your kid's been awake up. all day. It's been almost seven years, and I give him shit for it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like ne- he's never he's gonna sh- let it down. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. It was the funny because, like, it's it is true. It's like when you're so you, sleep deprived and you're, you're just trying so to get this baby to bed, and you're just you're like, like, what is this word? I don't know. Like, is that a word? I've done that yeah. before. Where I'm like, you guys, I get my editor. Like, I get things all the time where they're like, I. I make up words. And then I'm like, wait, is that not? They're like, what is this? I'm like, does this yeah. mean they're like, no. no. I will. So the I best guess. is when I write something and then I'm like, you like question if it's spelled the right way or like if yeah. it's used the right way. And you're like, Hold yeah, on. I need to Google this for a I second. I can Google this really quick. Yeah, I yeah. do that all the time. All the time. Um, okay, so Laura, yeah. where can people find you? Um, all my books are in KU on Amazon. And I'm in Kindle Unlimited and I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I have a Facebook group, Pavlov's Readers. That's That's really fun. I love author Facebook groups. I know. It's fun. And we do um, lots of giveaways and lots of author pop-ins from friends. And so, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is um, Laura Pavlov Author. And that's where I'm the most active for sure is Instagram. I'm on almost every day. So. And then Perfect. you can find us at Smut Show Podcast. Um, you can find our Patreon, which will be linked. Come join it. We 
you know, we post fun stuff there. Um, You can find our Facebook and our Amazon storefront and all the things. We have them all linked all the time. So just all of the, and we'll have all of Laura's stuff linked as well. And you can find me at Neelykins everywhere except TikTok where I'm Neely Moldavian. If you know, you know. (laughs) And then you can can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M. Lewis. And Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. You are so fun. I loved this so much. (laughs) Okay. And good. don't forget to check out Patreon for a little bonus episode. A bonus Laura, episode. Yeah. Um, and maybe find out some things that we just didn't share here. Yeah. So we'll, talk, right. we'll, we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye.